The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Let's switch over to some Decision Canada conversation. Bit of a different angle on it this afternoon, but we will hear from the leaders coming up. When you were a kid, a student maybe in, in elementary or intermediate or high school, did you pay much attention to elections or the election process? I didn't. I don't remember my parents talking to me about it. I don't remember talking about it in school. I think the first time that ever that I ever really paid to any type of an election was, you know, student council election when you're running for social convener or when you were running for vice president, or at least when I was. Uh, well, more than a million students from across the country, including right here in Edmonton, are getting a first-hand lesson in the election process thanks to Student Vote Canada 2019. It's put on by an organization called Civics. It's a charity dedicated to strengthening democracy. And the president of Civics, Taylor Gunn, joins us now. Hi, Ta- Taylor. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. So tell us a little bit more about Civics. Tell us a little bit more about this organization of yours. Sure. So we're um, we're a registered charity that uh, works in schools across uh, Canada, and what we do is we take uh, real life political moments like elections or uh, the federal uh, budget um, and uh, turn it into teachable moments uh, for uh, students in classroom. And then what's going on right now is our our biggest and our flagship program called mm-hmm. Student Vote, and that is um, the culminating activity of that programming uh, is happening this week where the kids are voting on the official election candidates uh, in their school's electoral district. Of course, uh, their votes um, are, this is just a part of a, an experience for them. They, they, don't, um, they don't go towards the results, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, what is the importance, Taylor, what, when you're talking to these kids, uh, when the organization is talking to the kids about, about what's going on, are, are, they, are they interested? Do they know much about it? Or is this kind of their first um, introduction to it, to, to the election um, process? Yeah, so, I mean, the way our model works is, and also because of the scale that we're at right now, we um, we don't spend too much time in classrooms ourselves. I think we'd all rather uh, prefer that. But um, when you're working with 9,000 schools, it's um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit impossible. Um, but so what, we, what we've consistently heard from teachers over the 17 years that we've been doing this is that um, students at first will moan and groan uh, when they're proposed uh, by their teacher that they're going to learn about the democratic process and uh, the election. Um, and then as they start to increase their knowledge, which comes from, uh, you know, classroom activities, school-wide activities like uh, candidates forums, the real candidates going into schools, um, schools strongly urge students to go home and speak with their parents um, some families were forced to watch the uh, uh, leaders' debate uh, together by their students. Um, and uh, what we find is that by the end of that, um, teachers tell us that the kids know more about the election than, um, uh, than their parents. And this is parents that are coming into the school and, uh, and admitting this. So I think all it shows is that um, the more you increase the knowledge within someone about a certain topic, and in this case, you know, democracy and uh, elections, election issues and the parties, um, it's easier for them to become uh, much more interested. So you've been doing this for 17 years. Have you seen any 
results, you know, maybe from the from, from the first couple of years that this happened? Um, has it led to more political engagement with those folks, you know, 17, 15 years down the line? So um, it's tough for us to know that. And it's at least I, I won't, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to try to sell myself on your on your show. So I'll just be really honest with you. Um uh, it's tough for us to know that. And then also, when we began this a long time ago, our scale was much smaller. Mm. So if you were going to see, you know, wider trends in the public, um, if we have the ability to impact those, you might start to see those uh, now and in a couple of years where, our, where uh, you know, in the 2015 federal election, we had just under a million kids participate, like 922,000. Um, and we we may be getting to the place by Monday of maybe having uh, like I don't know 1.1 million kids wow. uh, do this. What we do know is that the independent evaluations that have been conducted on our student vote program, at least by Elections Canada, um, they show us that we're causing the characteristics of young voters within our participants, and those are kids that are interested, knowledgeable, have a sense of civic duty and have a habit of speaking uh, about the election with their family and friends. We know we cause that within students at the time of the election. The other thing that we find that's really interesting is that um, we survey parents as well uh, to potentially measure their impact on the uh, uh, through the program. And what we found is that um, 28% of the parent respondents um, positively um, uh, or attribute their uh, decision to vote in the election to their students participating in student votes. So what we feel like we're having is an immediate impact of the kids going home and engaging their families, and then hopefully a long-term impact where we're building those habits and skills of democratic participation within the students. And I think that's interesting because I think for a long time, probably kids didn't go home and have those conversations. We didn't talk politics with our parents. That was not something that we talked to them that we asked about. And so if that conversation is opening and if it, if they're having that dialogue, uh, that's really important, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I, uh, whether this is like a, a pro or a con, but I grew up um, with my dad religiously turning on the uh, a certain television show at night that was a news show, and and I might have been able to wrestle the TV converter away from him at any other moment, but I could never do anything to change uh, the news. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, here I am. I'm a really big news consumer, probably for my job and probably because I'm just interested, but I'm looking at the screen of my phone, and my own kids may not have any idea. They may think I'm playing like a really cool computer game that they don't uh, have access to yet when really what I'm doing is I'm reading news from different news sources. Mm-hmm. So how the news is even coming to us now is is maybe changing that family dynamic. Um, an interesting part of this uh, election, uh, what we've done with student voters, we, uh, we've attempted to integrate a really um, focused um, study of disinformation. Mm. Um, and the role that journalism plays in a democracy. Um, all of this, of course, you know, left for the user to make their own minds up about at, uh, at the end. But um, what we found is that some kids will go home and now they'll point out that some of the stuff their parents are sharing on Facebook might not be the uh, <laughs> most, uh, the first thing you'd want to share on Facebook. 
Yeah, yeah, fake news and all that, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, Taylor Gunn joining me this afternoon. He's the president of Civics, a uh, nonpartisan registered Canadian charity that um, that that organizes this National Student Vote Week, and it's getting kids in in grades, uh, elementary all the way up to high school across the country. Um, you know, being a part of the democratic process, and and they actually go and vote on on uh, d- during this, and and the results are are released after the polls close on Monday? Yeah, and that's because um, uh, many times our popular vote percentage uh, with the students will line up uh, nearly identically to the winners of the adult election. Hmm. So um, we uh, both choose and uh, just force ourselves to not release those results until the close of polls on election night. So, Taylor, during uh, a campaign, there's all sorts of polling done that identifies the top issues, and and, and some of the big ones in this one were housing, affordability, health care. How do you present those issues to kids so that they understand them? So... Here's the, I'm going to jump ahead to a question that if it doesn't come, then I'm just going to presume it might come from one of your listeners. And that is, how do you make sure that if issues are presented to kids, that they're done so in like a non-biased way? Mm. Um, So what we don't do through Student Vote is create anything that is um, on the issues. Uh, that's the job of the kids, to bring those issues um, into the classroom on their own. Maybe it's something they saw on their phone. Maybe it's something they overheard their um, parents say. Um, uh, and so what we're trying to do is just teaching them to skills to understand, okay, if that's someone's opinion on an issue, um, how do you converse with them in a civil and respectful way if you don't agree? How do you find out as best you can, because it's difficult even for adults, what is the truth of the facts mm. on this issue? Um, so we don't do much presentation of the issues, but what we more try to encourage is interest in those issues um, and kids having the skills to to come to understand them on their own or with the help of their parents or their uh, uh, you know friends. We have seen um, the political process over the past number of years become more and more polarized. More, oh, I don't. Know, I think polarized is the best word. How do you, how do the kids look at that, or do they notice it yet? I think they notice it. Um, I think that uh, you know, if we're talking about just like a group of kids that's outside of this Canadian federal election, um, no matter how much they knew a lot about politics, there was a lot of kids that um, uh, used, or maybe they didn't know, but became more interested in what was going on in the world with uh, someone like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those things that they saw come out through the airwaves or heard uh, uh, parents uh, talking about. And this could be whether or not, whether you're a critic or a fan of that person. Um, so uh, there's all sorts of ways that people are getting their information now that can contribute to a young person becoming more interested in engaged. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that the thing that we've found that's really uh, that's been wonderful is that you can use the election as a time to bring all this stuff into the classroom um, in a in a safe and a smart way that can also get the uh, parents involved, um, and that I think creates uh, a really good space for kids to start to get interested in in this kind of stuff. And remember, you know, we're not trying to uh, turn a bunch of kids into politicians or uh, <laughs> or that kind of thing. We're just trying to make sure that they leave a space within their heads and maybe their hearts 
um, to participate in their uh, democracy. And, you know, one of the things I'd love to point out before you uh, uh, cut me off and go to your next guest is that um, we're so, uh, we've had such an amazing history of work in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Alberta, and this is just like, it's it's inspiring. It should inspire uh, uh, the provinces and territories uh, across the rest of the country. But um, you have more than 80% of your schools in the province registered for student votes. That's fantastic. Um, and that is, you know, uh, I don't know, like five percentage points above BC. I think that's like 10 percentage points above um, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be beat by PEI, but I think that's a little bit of an unfair uh, comparison. Um, but I just wanted to say thanks so much to the educators that we've worked with for years in uh, in your province. They're very, proud Canadians. Very, very cool. Taylor, before I let you go, um, what do you do on the years where there's not a federal election? Uh, well, there's municipal and provincial elections almost all the time. Yeah. Um, although next year might be a little bit of a, a slow year. We have programs between elections okay. that focus on government budgets and elected representatives. And then, um, if you can believe it, um, next week uh, we will have 200 schools throughout Colombia uh, in Latin America um, take part in Voto Estudiantil for their local uh, city elections. So we're uh, now starting to grow outside of Canada as well. The president of Civics, Taylor Gunn, joining me this afternoon. 80% involvement uh, with the schools in Alberta. That's pretty incredible, Taylor. Thank you for this. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Yeah.